Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Free Reverie, and this is your host, Juju V. If you guys like what you hear, make sure to follow me on my social media, Instagram, JBSU18, Snapchat, JBSU, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. Hope you guys enjoy. Symphony. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. And for this episode, I am specifically going to be talking about JLo's 10 day dietary challenge. If you guys don't know what it is, it's basically cutting out carbs, sugars, and dairy. Um, and it says more in the name of feeling fit. Uh, so I think that I could try to do this. It's going to be terribly hard. Um, cause I am vegetarian and you know, certain veggies can be carbs like, um, cauliflower or cauliflower. <laughs> I always pronounce it cauliflower. Um, but cauliflower happens to be more like a carb and I do like having my taco meat with that. I like having my wings with that. So that'd be kind of hard. Uh, but it's just 10 days, right? So I don't think that'd be too hard. The hardest part would be not having any caffeine because I have coffee daily um, during the weekdays and during the weekends it's, it's not necessary uh, unless I really want to have it just because I'm like waking up a lot later I, I don't really need it in the mornings <laughs> um, I think it's just I really like the taste of coffee so I think it'd be really hard um, because I associate work with like oh my goodness this is so early gotta drink coffee um, but I can try to do this without because it's just like a week right um, a week and three days but anyways so there's this guy who tried to do it and um, his name is Carson Daly or Daly however you pronounce it and so he bombed out after day and a half. <laughs> uh, and he, he's going to try to talk about this. I'm going to play this video um, because it's, it is it is tough to do this challenge. But I, I kind of have the question, can you guys go 10 days without any sugar, carbs, and dairy? I already can have, a, I already have a lifestyle where I limit my dairy products. The only dairy that I really consume is cheese. I have officially cut out milk. Um because I want to start drinking almond milk a lot more uh, just because dairy like a lot of it gives me heartburn but besides the fact I'll go ahead and play this video and then you guys can decide whether or not you guys can do this okay so I'm gonna play it and then you guys enjoy guys I'm back in the confessional camp to say I have still not started the JLo challenge as I mentioned yesterday it's really just not for me I got off to a rocky start because on Friday my beautiful sister made a delicious homemade chicken pot pie that I was not willing to part with. I was going to eat it uh, because uh, she made it and it was delicious. And so now I'm off the challenge. And a lot of you made a lot of comments yesterday. Thank you for them. This is what works for me. I'm not advocating that people quit their challenges. I admire you, JLo. My God, you're amazing. You look that way for a reason. You do too, Hoda. You guys are strong. Um, it's a gene pool thing. I just don't. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't fit in JLo's jeans. So, uh, I'm doing the best I can. Oh, and I'm happy to announce my sister, Quinn, who's not in television, is going to come on the show tomorrow to make the famous chicken pot pie. 
uh, that so many of you say you wanted the recipe for, so I just invited her on the show to cook. So we're actually going to cook with my sister tomorrow, which is awesome. And, um, and that's it. I mean, a life without carbs and sugar is just not the life for me, but good luck to all of you. God bless you. And um, I'm making French toast today on the show, too, which I'm excited about. That never would have happened if I was on the challenge. What else? I think that's it. But, uh, so I'm going to stop it right there because uh, he's just going to end like, well, this is my show. Da, da, da. But anyways, I think that he does have a point. It, it, it does take sort of like a good mindset to focus on having a diet plan like this. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be hard for me to eliminate everything like that. But sugar, that would be an easy one. However, fruit does have sugar. So I don't think that would count. Right. Um so I don't really know how you can go about that. I think when she says sugar, J-Lo means like cookies and all that stuff. Um, I don't think she know like would say the natural sugars because fruit is healthy um, in moderation since they do have like acidic stuff in it. But I just don't think I could do it um, for a lifetime <laughs> just because there's so much out there. Um, that I could personally make, you know, you got to have a little salt here and there and I, it, eliminating salt in general is hard for me. Um, but I'm going to do better about my dieting. And I just was curious as to what you guys do, um, for your guys's diets. If you guys do or are on one, um, because JLo looks absolutely amazing and we all know that to be true. However, the advantage that she also has is that she has like trainers and excuse me, all this other stuff. Um, I hiccuped, <laughs> I hiccuped for a second. I was like, Oh, um, she has all these trainers and stuff. So that helps out with her having that body that she has. So it's not necessarily just that diet that she's on. <coughs> Sorry. But yeah, so I just wanted to, kind of talk about this because a lot of people are still trying to go for the healthy lifestyle and I applaud you. Um, I'm still trying to do that. I've got to get a diet plan that is catered to my needs um, at the moment. So I'm eliminating salt right now and I'm eliminating as much dairy as I can. That's the plan. Uh, little by little, I'm not going to do uh, so much at once because that's really tough to do and I have to have things that are a little bit more quick to make uh, especially during the week just because I'm out and about like I work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and then I pick my son up and it takes almost an hour between 5 and 6 to go to the gym and then I have 6 to 7 30 to work out because they close at 8 and I don't want to stay out too long uh, because my son gets really tired and cranky by then. So 7.30 is when we leave the gym. I come home and his bedtime's 9. So I have to cook a meal, try to get everything done, like laundry as much as I can, um, and clean and do all that stuff. And I'm just so exhausted. So half the time my dishes aren't done. And so that's just the way my life is. It's just really chaotic and hectic for me. But I'm trying to really focus in on, okay, so this day we're going to get this done. This day we're going to get this done. And I'm trying to develop like um, meal prep plans for myself. And um, I think that's going to work a lot better for me. So over time, I'm going to see, okay, I can have this and 
this will be okay. I'm not going to really count carbs and all that stuff. Um, just because <sighs> that's really exhausting, you guys, counting calories and stuff like that. But if I can eliminate as many carbs as I can, that would be good for me. So I'm going to limit like the cauliflower. I'm going to limit bread um, to like certain days. So maybe like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something like that. But I don't think I'm going to eliminate it entirely because, well, <laughs> I enjoy it. So um, the coffee thing's going to be really hard for me just because I really like the taste of coffee. But I can replace it with some tea. I'm trying to get into tasting tea because my taste buds are changing. Um, if you guys don't know, every seven years, your taste buds change. So I never liked tea before. Certain teas I will not drink, but I'm getting, you know, interested in drinking um, other teas like um, honey and lemon all that stuff so I'm eventually probably going to cut out um, a lot of coffee and just maybe have like a couple cups in the morning and then stick to tea later on so that is my plan and I just I'm curious as to what your guys' plan is are you guys willing to do the 10 day challenge and if you guys have already done it did it work let me know Hey guys, I just wanted to touch base a little bit. Ooh, let me move this microphone just a little bit more. Alright, so, hope you all can hear me a little bit better. But, um, anyways, uh, a lot has happened these past couple weeks, and I've stressed that, um, especially the month of February. My last podcast, well, I just posted another one of a David Feynman interview, but um, the one before that I stressed that February was rough. And one of the big reasons was that I had a doctor's appointment because I was sick and I was having trouble breathing. And then they said, well, your EKG came back because I expressed how I was having trouble breathing. And they were like, well, you have right bundle uh, branch block tachycardia. Guys, that's serious. It is so bad. I was freaking out reading stuff online. I know you really shouldn't be doing that prior to your interview. But the interview for the cardiologist was set two weeks later. So I had a rough, rough time with that. Um, just dealing with the fact that, you know, having a potential heart issue that I could not wake up one day or I could be doing something um, and my son wasn't around and I could just literally die on the spot. I mean, there was just so overwhelming. I mean, the worst of it all, I guess, would be that I'd be a 25-year-old with a pacemaker. So I go to this cardiologist appointment and they, you know, test my blood pressure. Oh, well, not blood pressure. They, yet they do. Um, but they were like, you don't have this. And the amount of relief lifted off of me because the week that I got the news that I could have it guys I was so numb so numb to like the idea of death I was having nightmares um, constantly and I just kept looking at my son and just I kept crying and so when he told me that there was just so much relief and ever since then, I've been doing so much better. And in, I'm in a totally different mind space um, and mood overall. 
And I have to thank the doctor that really looked at that graph and be like, you know, overall, you don't have this tachycardia. However, we do have to... Whew, sorry. Whew. Uh, morning. <laughs> the morning's getting to me. But um, anyways, he said that we do still have to run a couple tests, such as a stress test, to see as to why your heart's beating so fast and all that, just to make sure it's pumping uh, regularly. And I appreciate the fact that he actually talked one-on-one with me, and he wasn't trying to run a bunch of tests. Um, he was just trying to find out what my issue was. And so we're going to do that and see where to go from there. Um, but I just wanted to inform you all that... I don't have ranch bundle branch block so or I just said ranch right bundle branch block it's such a weird thing to keep thinking about uh, because it's a real thing um, but yeah so I'm very relieved and I just wanted to inform you all that I'm okay <laughs> St. Patrick's Day is literally tomorrow, um, March 17th, 2019. It's on a Sunday. Thank God, right? Because do you guys remember going through school and being afraid that if you weren't wearing green, you were going to get pinched? <sighs> I am so glad those days are over for me because my friends did that. They did that all the time. They were looking forward to that day because they could pinch you as much as they want. And so I didn't do that. I thought it was crazy and dumb, um, but who knows? <laughs> um, it, it was just one of those things that kids do. It's never going to end. Like, who knows, right? Who knows if it's going to stop? Um, probably never. <laughs> um, but it was something that every child, like, looked forward to when I was younger. So that and April Fool's Day. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day and April Fool's Day because you could dress up and then you could pull pranks. So anyway, so I have some things that I did post on my um, LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, there's a St. Patrick's Day conspiracy and that's on my conspiracy blog. If you guys didn't know that I had one, please check it out. It's um, www.collusionofpossibletruth.com dot weebly dot com um it's just a website full of conspiracy theories and all that um you believe to be true i believe to be true they cannot be true it's just things that are going around um and it really just gets your mind thinking like man things like this can actually occur uh th did this actually happen all types of stuff um, I'm not as frequent as posting those conspiracy theories on that website particularly because it's hard. I don't want to continuously talk about the ones that everyone knows about. I like finding really interesting ones. So that is my thing. Okay, so I'm going to share a little bit as to what I posted on that conspiracy blog. Um, if you guys don't want to check it out, if you guys just want to listen, that's fine. Um, so here it goes. It is a few more days to go, and people around the world will be seen celebrating the 17th of March in remembrance of St. Patrick. The strange fact is that on this day, even if you are not an Irish, you feel like becoming one or celebrating like one. 
It all started in 1631 when the church decided to mark the day in honor of St. Patrick. However, the now famous saint had actually died in the 15th century. However, how much of it was simply for respect and not forgetting an extra fun-filled day off just before Easter? That's a bit hard to tell considering the age-old tradition and the emotional equations involved. However, let's try to dig out a few facts and leave the rest to flow with the traditions. The timing. According to sources from the church in the 1720s, Christian celebrants had to be remembered the actual origin of this day. It was simply not a festive season leading up to Easter, but was celebrated for a different reason altogether. The fifth parade in the United States actually took place as late as in 1762. We can now see the color bright green flashing everywhere on 17th March, but its association with Botanic, which was a mandate for all saints related to St. Patrick, is lesser known. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to pause real quick. Um, my nose is getting a little stuffy still. I'm still coming over from that flu. Um, uh, it's not just that. It's also the weather changing because here in Indiana, it sucks. Anyways, continuing. <laughs> On the contrary, till 1798, the color blue was associated with St. Patrick. The topic about green beer. A late addition to all the fun associated with the day was the green beer. Initially, Ireland followed a strict rule of keeping all pubs shut down on this day. It was only the 20th century that green beers started flowing all around and may associate this to be infamous marketing strategy of one of the beer companies present to today. There are the topics about there's no snakes in Ireland. The core story that revolved around the glory of St. Patrick was that he was the person to eradicate the whole of Ireland from snakes. However, according to scientific facts, that requires a reality check given the fact that Ireland's climate conditions is not favorable to reptiles. And did St. Patrick really like corn? You can't really argue on the fact that if you are celebrating St. Patrick's Day, it is incomplete without having cabbage or corn grains and beef. However, history has it that the grain associate with St. Patrick was not in the form of grain, but was a type of salt that was used to treat meats and kept them from getting stale. So let's not let these facts reduce your enthusiasm to celebrate the big day. Those are just something to think about. Okay. Now, with conspiracy theories, there's also some miracles associated with the state, right? So whether it's a fairy tale, part of mythology, age-old history, or the story of a great man that lived once upon a time, no one can stop associating themselves from the celebrations on the 17th of March, which is known as St. Patrick's Day. So let us go through some of the miracles that St. Patrick did in the 15th century in order to be remembered and celebrated all over the world. The overall count of miracles by this great man is believed to be over a thousand. The Fierta Miracle St. Patrick had once visited a place called Fierta. It was this place that he came to know from two families that their women had died. He immediately asked their burial location, which was 
on one side of the hill, and then he asked some bystanders to remove the earth. He then made the two buried women come back to life. Not only did these two their, get their mortality back, but he also brought spiritual life back in thousands of souls with this miracle. Sorry, I, I ruined that one, didn't I? <laughs> he gave these two their mortality back. I think I said I... I think I just said that not only did he something these two I don't know I'm tired <laughs> um, but yeah that's something to kind of think about is that he brought people back to life the there's also food for sailors so st. Patrick before he became the saint was once traveling on a ship along with some sailors it was a rough sail that went on for days and it was soon that the sailors started falling ill out of hunger so, at that time, he started praying and telling his sailors to wait as God would soon hear his message and make food arrangements. It was soon then after that the sailors saw a herd of pigs from nowhere. Needless to say, that strengthened their belief in this great person. And then, followers of Christianity. It is nothing short of a miracle that St. Patrick in his lifetime was able to create as many as 300 churches and had made around 120,000 Christian followers in the whole of Ireland. He had lived in Ireland for 40 years. Miraculously, he died in a place called Saul, where he had created the first church. And then there's the Shamrock Miracle. This was more associated to be St. Patrick's preaching rather than his miracles. He always told his followers that God had majorly... Majorly, that God had majorly three roles to play that a father, a son, and a holy ghost. I about said goal. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you guys, learning is real. It's a real struggle. Anyways, on this day, Patrick was Christianed. Um, there were actually three miracles that were believed to have taken place. The first was the fountain that sprung from an area that usually suffered from drought. The second was a blind priest who had hold baby Patrick's hand for the first time, gained back his vision when rubbing his eyes with his hands. And then the third miracle was associated with the same priest who magically read the baptism words over St. Patrick. So like I said, I did share um, these miracles and conspiracy theories on my social media of Twitter. Um, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn actually was the first place I posted um, the miracles one, and then the conspiracy theories was obviously the conspiracy theory blog. Um, so I just find it quite interesting that we celebrate um, something without really looking into it a little bit more, that we don't celebrate what it's really about. However, that's a lot of things, you know, that's a lot of things that we do um, just because we grow up with that being. Um, that way and then we continue celebrating it that way so um, if you guys look into what we celebrate and stuff you'll be quite surprised as to what you find especially St. Patrick's Day I, I hope you guys are safe I hope you guys have fun but it's also a Sunday and it sucks because we all know that we all have to work Monday well most of us <laughs> so um, just 
have fun with it. Um, I lot I know a lot of people are actually trying to celebrate tonight just because Monday, um, being a day of working, so you don't want to celebrate tomorrow as much. But have a blast. Um, St. Patrick's Day is uh, that green beer. <laughs> really, guys, it's just food coloring in it. So don't think that they actually make green beer. I hope they don't really make green beer. But I know that they just normally put in food coloring in the beer. So it's just a fun little thing that they do in uh, bars and restaurants. So be safe. Have fun. And happy St. Patrick's Day. I hope you all have a great one. Peace.